Hi, my name is Debbie Ritter. I'm here with my good friend Leslie Henderson, and we're here to talk a little bit about what's on our hearts. Um, recently, we have been discussing the book by Father Jacques Philippe, Searching for and Maintaining Peace. Um, today, we'd like to back up just a little bit and focus um, in the beginning of the book, the very beginning regarding why we are concerned about having peace. Um, we are recording this today on August 20th. Um, it has been a very difficult um, past two weeks for our church. Um, it's the time when um, um, reports have been released about um, former Cardinal um, McCarrick, is mm-hmm. it Thomas? I can't remember his first name. Theodore. Mm-hmm. Theodore McCarrick um, and reports of... Uh, you know, abuses um, of his power and um, abuse of, of minors and adult men in in his care. And um, recently, um, the report, the grand jury report from Pennsylvania that spans back as far as 1940 um, uh, with some just really horrific um, reports of abuse by priests um, in that uh, six diocese there in Pennsylvania. And then, unfortunately, here in our own diocese, we had a report, um, an allegation against one of our priests, and he's been put on leave until that investigation is um, completed. (laughs) So it's been very difficult for me, especially. I I know it's difficult for you, too. I do work for the church. I work for two churches doing communication. So I've been reading a lot of things, and I've been having to communicate some things, and um, it's been hard, mm-hmm. and I've thought about this book, and I've thought about, um, you know, how am I going to maintain my peace? I think I've been so busy that it just kind of, you know, you just kind of get through the days. You gotta, yeah, um, you gotta do what you gotta do. You know, I got kids, I got family, and I got my work, mm-hmm. things that I have to get done. Um, but it's great to have tools, so I'm glad to be able to talk about it with yeah. you. Yeah, I can imagine working for the church, um, and then. You consider the the um, man woman um, in the pew, how this affects him and her, and I also think about our our good priests and our good bishops, and what a cross this is for them, in terms of uh, the the culture already is so inclined to um, well you know Jesus told us uh, Satan's got the world he's the prince of the world. It's his. It belongs to him. He knows how to manipulate it. And um, already, um, you know, he said, if you love me, the world's going to hate you. And we sure don't need any fodder to help the world right. hate right. him and his bride, the church, anymore. So this is just, you know, heartrending. But none of it changes anything with regard to the truth. And that's where we find our peace. And... Um, you know, we're told in, in Scripture, all things work for the good of them that love the Lord. And it's not right to in any way minimize the pain that people will be carrying throughout their lives um, connected with these sorts of things. But um, the fact is that God is greater than any sort of tragedy you or I could, even in our wildest imagination, come up with. He's greater, or he's not God, or he's not my God. My God is omnipotent and all-loving. And so he uses everything 
um, ultimately. He will, you know, things, things get shaken up. They have throughout history, mm-hmm. you know. And again, it's not to minimize the present awful moment. Right. But it's, it's not singular in that regard, not in a historical context. And for that matter, um, even the harming of one innocent life I mean, you can't reduce it to a matter of numbers because that, that right there, that's tragedy alone. Right. And so whether it's on a scale of hundreds or hundreds of thousands, you know, it's all awful. And especially when we're talking again about Christ's bride, which is mm-hmm. us. And so, yeah, all the more to um, deepen our appreciation for what just does this peace mean that Jesus right. said surpasses all understanding. And so, you know, looking back on this, I keep inclining towards the beginning again with regard to this um, concept of peace. And one thing that has constantly cropped up throughout these pages of this this wonderful little book is that um, it's more than a feeling, you know, that peace is... Um, uh, first of all, it's not for its own sake. You know, it's for the sake of being able to better, more effectively do God's will. And we can't very well do it when we're all shook up. Right. Yeah. But it's more than a, a feeling. And um, I just love this uh, quote from um, another writer, Simon Tugwell. He's a Dominican priest. And um, in his book on the Beatitudes, he said... If you strain too hard to be at peace, you'll end up even less at peace than you were before. The beginning of peace must be acceptance of lack of peace. If you're worried, nothing is gained by anxiously trying to get rid of worry. If you're worried, at least you shouldn't compound it by being worried about being worried. (laughs) If you are depressed, it's pointless to make it worse by getting depressed about being depressed. If we constantly give the truth of ourselves over into Christ, we shall, in fact, be in peace, whether or not we feel ourselves to be at peace. This is a peace which surpasses all comprehension, one in which all that we are can come to rest and fulfillment. And again, too, Debbie, I'm mindful of, of the possible charge of insensitivity here with regard to, oh gosh, um, the suffering of you know many poor souls with depression where feeling is very crucial because mm-hmm. you can only take so much mm-hmm. and so I'm not I don't think that this is meant to suggest that we should disregard uh, taking seriously the need for medical as well as spiritual help when you know we have such anxiety such depression right. you know but, I think that's real important to yeah. say so I appreciate you saying yeah. that because I know in my family alone you know we've got some um, you know, some mental health problems, and yeah. um, sometimes you do. Sometimes just talking to somebody, you know, that is helpful. Yeah. Um, but what I was going to say, what the when you just were trying to describe the sense of peace is mm-hmm. um, an understanding. You know, just understanding what it means. Mm-hmm. Um, not really, like you said, feeling it. If you don't feel peaceful, you can mm-hmm. understand that. Um, that we know that everything's going to be okay because right. God, yeah, like we may not feel like everything's going to be exactly. okay, but we have an understanding and a faith that um, 
with God, everything will be okay. That's right. And whatever happens that's hard, not that we won't suffer, but that somehow um, God is going to use that right. for good. That's right. It's a matter of trusting Him through all things, even as I'm dealing with my clinical depression or my clinical anxiety or or some horrible thing that's happened in my parish or my diocese mm-hmm. or my family or the world. Yeah, to know that through... Or what really gets most of us, I think, is the stuff on the personal level. Right. You know? That's what I was just thinking, my my selfish self. Yeah, well, (laughs) you know... know, what's really just day-to-day is hard to do, you know, when these big things happen, it just Uh kind of compounds that, you know. Like that old slogan, it's all local, you know, when I talk about (laughs) politics, it's all personal, you know, when it comes down... I mean, ultimately, our relationship with God, it's a one-on-one thing, you know? And um, what you said is describing that that trust, that repeated choice to trust in spite. And you were talking last time about that beautiful parachute analogy that Father Philippe (laughs) um, mentioned um, on this part. And and in that same section, he said, um, well, right before that part, he said, this distrust, this dis- this inability, this challenge we have in trusting, comes. It's it's the mark of original sin, because that was mm-hmm. the original thing. Is they chose the devil suggested distrust of what God had told them, mm-hmm. and they went for it. Mm-hmm. They decided to distrust, <clears throat> and broke consequently that relationship. And so we're all marked with that handicap. I mean, in baptism we are given that beautiful gift of beginning anew that seed is planted but it's still up against it's a long road to hoe because uh, this matter this humanness of ours is so broken not completely you know um that would not be catholic you know we're not completely broken our nature isn't completely corrupt it's capable of jesus's redemption by well, I think you said last time, and, and I loved that analogy because maybe we were talking about my running or doing the marathon, but you're talking about um, exercising it. You know, we have to mm-hmm. practice. Right. <laughs> like we're not just going to just say, well, I'm going to have this piece and we're going to have it. It's something right. that we need to work on. It's something that we need to practice. We need right. to train ourselves right. to understand that and by maybe just, you know... Um, well, there's no shortage of opportunities. It's like they say, if you're impatient and you want to you grow in patience... Look out. Life is going to give you all <laughs> sorts of yeah. opportunities to exercise patience. And the same with trust. And, right. and yeah, and peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it's the stuff you're talking about that is all around us now uh, as of this week or, you know, on our very local, personal yeah. level yeah. with our families and our personal lives. Well, what do you think are, like, tangible things that we can do, though, when we talk about practicing and building mm-hmm. that trust and mm-hmm. learning that peace mm-hmm. um you know I'm not very good at journaling you know lots of people love to do that like write things down and they can even if they don't go back and read it I've had people say just the act of writing things down yes. I know when I was studying and in school um just taking notes and writing things down even even uh-huh. if I didn't go back and, and study it is helpful because you're writing it down yeah it makes it more concrete right. you own it more for having mm-hmm. written it in fact they say kids the students, they're finding 
they are doing better if they write their notes as they're listening to the lectures. Mm -hmm. That physical act of rendering what's being heard by the ear into pen, you know, penned mm -hmm. stuff as contrasted with tip, 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 tipping on the, on, yeah, on a keyboard, it actually does something in the gray matter. It, mm -hmm. it makes a difference in terms of ownership of it. And of course, the gray matter is intimately connected with the heart matter. So, yeah, so we want it <laughs> in there. that heart again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, as a practical matter, I mean, um, he goes right for it a few pages into this section um, where um, he's talking about prayer, the number one practical step. And, and, and looking at that brought to mind that quote that we were talking about earlier. I think we were. Um, Blaise Pascal wrote, all of humanity's problems stem from man's inability to sit quietly in a room alone. <laughs> you know, that is, that is, I mean, we should be praying throughout the day to be sure while we're washing pots and pans, picking up kids, or doing our church work mm -hmm. or our other work. But we so need as often as we can on a regular basis that quiet time where you can tryst with. Right. Jesus, and just give him your full, like a date night, you know? Right. How, how bad would it be for a couple who never had a chance to just be where they knew they could be quietly alone to exchange thoughts or just be in each other's company? Right. So, so, yeah, what Pascal's talking about is, is we just go nuts. The idea of being quietly, what did he say? Um, our inability to sit quietly in a room alone. I mean, even if you're not a believer, whether you're a believer or not, it's mm -hmm. just part of being human. Again, marked with that original sin, that fallenness, it's hard because that restlessness and that desire to be occupied with busyness. Right. Our deacon said busy, B-U-S-Y, stands for being under Satan's yoke. Ooh. Isn't that cool? Well, I was just thinking, because <laughs> I think we talked about this before, too, and I can't remember what it's called. I'm probably going to say it incorrectly, so I'm not going to try. But it's an acronym, mm -hmm. and um, pray. Praise, repent, ask, and yield. Nice. And you're talking about the yield. The yield. You know, the right. stopping and just mm -hmm. taking it in, listening, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. letting Jesus speak to us, uh -huh. God speak to us, um, yeah. reveal tonight. At RCIA, we're talking about divine revelation, you know, letting God reveal himself to us, <laughs> yeah. reveal his will. Uh -huh. um, and I'm so bad at that, you know, because I'm always a mile a minute trying to get so many things done. And I've gotten much better at praying, but just stopping and listening. Because that's the bulk of prayer, really, yeah, is the it listening. Be. It's not yeah. me. I'm way too good yeah, at running my really. mouth. <laughs> Oh gosh, and running yeah. my and thoughts. And so, because I never thought about it that absolutely, and I never thought of prayer that way. I thought of prayer always as saying things mm -hmm. and you know, rote prayer, which is mm -hmm. important. Yes. Um, but even a lot of the rote, like the rosary, like when you're praying the rosary, you're supposed to be meditating on what you're saying, not just saying the words. Uh -huh. And part of that meditation is receiving, you know, That's what right. you're meditating on. That's right. Um, receiving the fruits of that. Um, so yeah, I like that quote and that's yeah, definitely something yeah. I need to work on. <laughs> oh, don't we all? And, and, um, I'm thinking that it's like there's this, um, view, these two views that seem at odds with, with each other. Um, well, one is the idea that, oh, go into your prayer cell 
and like this peace is supposed to descend upon you, this quiet and everything, not, right. you know. I mean, St. Teresa of Avila talked about what torture it was for her. Um, you know, she really didn't convert, so to speak, like at the, you know, to her to its fullest until she was in her middle age. Mm-hmm. And she had entered the Carmelite as a young woman, and Carmel, and... Um, it was just torture. She hated it. She found it so awful, so difficult. And um, and so there's these views out there that would be discouraging to us if we bought them hook, line, and sinker that, oh, you're supposed to go in there and just have this peace descend upon you and hear the voice of God. Mostly, I think, I don't hear anything. I'm just trusting that because I'm being quiet, it's like holding still so the hairdresser can do the hairdo on you. Right. You know what I mean? Hairdresser's <laughs> going to give me an awful hairdo if I'm sitting there moving my head all around or running and she's chasing after me with the scissors. Yeah. But I have to sit still in order for her to do the work. And I might not be aware of what it's looking like, you know, what's going on, but I'm sitting still. Or you can even compare it to putting your, letting yourself be put in our anesthesia to have some... Uh, dangerous growth removed mm-hmm. you know what I mean you don't know what's going on you just trust and boy you're still when you're under anesthesia right Right. and so it's that kind of thing you're still you don't necessarily have an awareness but you're just choosing to trust and it all comes down to that too you are too you might not feel trusting that doesn't really matter right it just matters that I am choosing I'm going to give these 11 minutes if it's the last thing I do, you know, just well, to sit here what, and be still. That's what practicing is, right? Exactly. So like you're practicing, you're training. That's so right. I love that about St. Teresa. I, I didn't know that. Um, so she spent all those years training yeah, <laughs> and exactly. practicing before she uh-huh. reached that But conversion. stuff was actually happening. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's training, yes. But it's not like just training for the real event. Right. We have to realize yeah, that. Yeah, you make, you make progress as, right. as you go along. As you're always. running, which you'll have to tell me what that's like, Debbie, because yeah. it's against my religion. <laughs> but as you're running, you know, stuff is happening. You're not ready yet for the, the particular marathon you're aiming at, right. perhaps. But stuff is happening just by virtue of the fact that you are practicing. Right. And so the fact that we are practicing being still. Be still and know that I am God. You know, I want to be still. I want to know that you're God. He'll do the rest. We just have to choose to want it. Yeah. And if we can, if we can attain that peace, and, and the peace again that we're talking about is not necessarily a peaceful feeling. That's right. But a peace of knowing, and understanding. Um, I think it's something that we'll almost more in hindsight realize. For, with persevering in our efforts to practice prayer, that we'll just have these little moments where we go, oh, that wasn't really like the old me to respond that way. The old mm-hmm. me, I would have responded more such and such a way. It was like, what's going on here? And you start to realize that it's having an effect. Right. And you can't really anticipate, you know, it's not like you go and go, oh, I'm going to go into prayer and it's like you're your own surgeon. I'm going to. It's, you don't realize it, but you're trying to call the shots and decide what effect you're wanting to have out of this effort. Right. And it's done. And the effect that we want to have, I think that we missed again, but you, you keep bringing it up, Sorry. but I don't think we talked about it yet, is why do we want this piece? So we want this piece so that we can reflect. God better. Right. Yeah, we want so if, like the, um, the lake, 
Mm-hmm. You know, when the lake is smooth and peaceful, mm-hmm. it reflects the sun's mm-hmm. light. So when we're sm- smooth and peaceful and mm-hmm. calm, we're better able to reflect God's yes. love and God's yeah. will in our life and that sort of thing. That especially makes me think of for the virtue of other, you know, that we right. can better reflect Jesus for, for my others, neighbor, yeah. my loved one. But what you also made me think of is that when we're still, when that lake is still, the light is actually able better to penetrate. God's life can penetrate me better if I am not full of my own anxious thoughts and and um, my own ideas about what I think Leslie needs to be better or what is my idea of the virtuous Leslie or whatever. i got to let go of all that <laughs> stuff and nonsense. Only God knows right. how to fix me <laughs> as a tall order and only he yeah. knows and I just mess things up. So when the lake is still, he can come into us better and do that. You know, like imagine at the bottom of a lake on a cool, I mean a clear day, you know? Mm-hmm. You look up through the surface of the water and there's the sun shining up there. And you got all that blue-green light coming down to you mm-hmm. at the bottom. But when it's stormy and full of waves, you know, it's probably dark down there at the bottom, right. you know? Yeah, oh, I love that. Because, I um, again, we're always, you know, talking about doing God's will, you mm-hmm. know. But if if we don't allow God, you know, we don't create God's will. Right. <laughs> like, you know, we're thinking right. about what, the most virtuous lesson or what you think that is or uh-huh. what, what I think that is for me. Uh-huh. Um, we don't create that. That's so right. we have to be open to God's will and I never really thought of it that Uh way but that's exactly what we're talking about you know being still and being those things that we're talking about receiving is is God's will Uh and um, Uh I love all these what are the hyperboles or (laughs) metaphors Metaphors. (laughs) that works for me to really help me understand kind of because you know I've said it before but I I never really considered it that way but Yeah. yeah we can't we can't see or feel or know God's will. Sometimes he lets not, us little glimpses, yeah. perhaps, but yeah. for the most part, we just have to trust that by virtue of us wanting and striving to be open, it's happening. Right. Because he said so. Right. And, and we, we do get feelings. You know, like That's right. We, we he have knows in, we're human. In, and intuitions we or, you know, where this just feels right or doesn't right. feel right. Or, we need encouragement. Um, I guess it can be a gradual kind of thing, but sometimes it can be maybe even terrifying. You know, like mm-hmm. you think of Paul being knocked to the ground and blinded. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't even asking for it, you know, and it happened to him. And I just remember this one thing that happened to me when I was taking Sam to school once. And I was going along the road, it was a little road, I had to go slow. And I saw this little morning dove in the middle of the road up ahead as I approached. And right in front of me, down swooped this red-shouldered hawk and just just took in his talons that dove and you know sat there and kind of looked at I stopped the car I looked at him he looked at me <laughs> and that poor dove was just under his talons and he just flew off with it you know mm-hmm. and sometimes God's like that you know it's like you put yourself out there and you got to say whatever I just just make help me to be courageous. Yeah. For you to do whatever needs doing, dear God. You know. Even if it's like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had a similar experience in Beaufort driving down the road and a, an eagle 
picked a squirrel up off the road. It oh. was the crazy. We were coming home from church, oh. and the kids were like, oh, my gosh. It yeah. was crazy. It just reminded me of that. But, um, yes, so um, thank you. It's been really great to talk about this today. Oh, I really I needed it. I love <laughs> this stuff. It's been a so did long I. week, and yeah. um, I've needed some peace, and I'm going to um, keep practicing. That's right. Keep, <laughs> keep asking him. Keep asking. Keep keep wanting it. That's key. Right. Yeah. Keep wanting it and try to make my actions reflect that alleged wish. <laughs> right. Well, thank you, Leslie. Thank you, Debbie. Until next time. Okay. Love you. Love you too. Bye.